gentlemen. I'm joined by the one and only Mr. Patty P, co-host for the flank, the new co-host, uh, 20 time champion, two time world champion, looking like a million dollars. What's that hat on though, Pat? You got an LA hat on today? Yeah, it's LA hat on today. You know, I had to switch it up. Pat, I wanted to uh, show you a little bit of love, man, before we get into this episode. Obviously, we got Cammy and Marky B coming on. We got producer Ben, Jenny the Seam. So we got a, we got a good one today. Cammy, Marky, thank you guys for joining us on the show. It's an absolute pleasure. You guys are looking phenomenal from top to bottom, you know. Pat, I want to uh, say congratulations on a fantastic career. Um, I think uh, everybody in the in the community can can say nothing but but good things about you. Well, well, there might be some bad things, but that was the whole gimmick, right? You were a villain, right? Now we need right, a new. Now right, we need right. a new villain, Pat. Uh, but Pat, uh, congrats, man, and it's awesome to have you a part of the flank and a part of the show. I think everybody's really excited to have you on board. I think you're a very knowledgeable person when it comes to Call of Duty or gaming in general, any game. And speaking of gaming, you're gonna be a game developer. Is what a lot of people don't know. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? You can't tell them what studio, though, huh? You can't. You can't say that yet. Yeah, so I can't talk about uh, where I'm at or, or what I'm working on. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, it was an opportunity that kind of presented itself a few months ago, and um, you know, one thing led to another, and eventually, a full time opportunity presented itself. So yeah, I jumped all over it. But um, but yeah, I'm excited, and you know, I'm excited to share more news when the time comes. Uh, I'm not sure when that'll be. Um, no timeline just yet, but shouldn't be too long. So, but yeah, man. Uh, and thank you about my career, man. It was a, oh, yeah. it was a long time. Uh, a lot of, a lot of time and effort, energy was put into Call of Duty and competing at the, the highest level. So yeah, it's, it's a different life. Not, you know, yeah, dude. I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't played since 2020, but, uh, you know, finally being retired officially is, yeah, feels a little different. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely a weird feeling when you when you step back for sure, or actually just like even just letting it all out there and actually announcing that you're taking a step back, it's just like it, you just officially step away, right? So it's yeah. definitely a weird feeling for sure. Um, but shout out to Patty P. You're gonna be seeing a lot of him this year on the flank. He's gonna be the the official co-host. If you guys didn't see his uh, his tweet, he's gonna be with us every single day doing what he does, unless something comes up. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have a fantastic year. We got KB and Marky B. Two fucking legends, the champions in a kickoff classic. Look at these guys. Now, I got to ask you guys. Hey, Marky, we can start with you or Kenny. Feel free to answer. But I heard you guys uh, were having problems just scrimming beforehand. I, f I heard you guys didn't play much. You weren't expecting much going into it. I see Cammy already chuckling a little bit. But what were, what was it like before the kickoff? What was going on with you guys? I mean, had uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, like, we didn't have, you know much knowledge of where we stood when we were obviously back home in Europe yeah. over Christmas. So we're just going to be EU AM team. So like you don't know where you stand in the pecking order of at the pro level. So uh -huh. uh, when we when we came back, it obviously took some adjusting, but we were improving quite quickly, I'd say, over the last couple of weeks. Hell yeah. Wait, did were you guys just straight smoking the the EU AM scene? No. Were you guys nah, working on no. it? Or were they we actually... were getting bodied, bro. <laughs> what? We really? These guys yeah, are nasty? So, nah, yeah. so what happened was... Like before, uh, before we went back home, Ben went home two weeks before we did. So realistically, like obviously, we were we thought we were maybe going to scrim some NA teams, but we didn't. We didn't bother. Yeah. So we actually took like a like a two and a half week break before we flew home. Uh -huh. So when we got home, obviously all these UAM teams have been scrimming. So they started bodying us for like the first I don't know, like week or two, and then yeah. obviously we slowly got to to catch up to it. But like that was pretty tough to be fair. Like they're, they're actually there's some good teams. You got the the Spanish, the Spanish brothers, they're pretty good, mm -hmm. and uh, you got like Vortex's team. They're also pretty good. So like they were like the main two teams well, dude, we were playing, maybe, and maybe they're that pretty was good. like the best practice you guys could have got. Did those guys get you cracked for the for the for the pro season? Because yeah. they're probably did they play differently? Like does the EU Challenger team play different than say the pro team? Like when you guys were at the event, did you feel a big difference? Uh, not really. I think the Spanish teams like. Like they're they're pretty good. They if they were in the league, they'd probably be like I'd say they they definitely be like top eight, top six. I'd say. Oh like shit! They, they're actually like that's good guys. No, they're like uh, no, yeah, they're good. They're like individual talents, really good. But I think for years, like uh, like Metal's uh, journey and, and Lucky, like them free, um, like they've not really had like a good fourth Spanish player. But I think they've picked up someone new. I think he's eighteen, uh, the Real kid, and he's uh, he seems pretty good. So I think like them having that fourth bloke has uh, like helped them quite a lot. Yeah. Well, my question would be, um, and I don't know how much you guys have practiced against NA challenger teams, but like if you were to compare the NA challengers versus the EU challengers, um, who would you give the edge to if you take the best of the best from both regions? Um, I think like 
I'd say like from the two teams in Europe, I'd say you'd they'd give if if not better, they'd be very, very close with like the top NA teams. I just think there's more on average, like more like obviously more American amateurs than there is Europeans. Like, there's maybe there's like two free teams. Yeah, there's a yeah. massive drop off. Yeah. So after like the two free teams in Europe, it's like a massive drop off. But whilst NA is like maybe you got like a couple top teams and then you got like a few more like decent teams and it kind of like goes down slowly, you know? Yeah, like the Spanish guys and then um Vortex and stuff, they're like on another level compared to any other teams and then I'd say it just kind of gets a bit weaker as you go down. Dude, that's, that's crazy to think about because wasn't there rumors about a Real Madrid team maybe coming in or something like that? I don't know. I remember hearing this like a, a year ago and I always thought that the Spanish guys were going to make their way back into it because they were dude, they were nice. Like when they when they used to play, the Spanish guys were good. It just shows you how much talent is actually out there, right? That's not actually in the league. So I'm, I'm curious. What was, what was their best game? Like BO4? Yeah, that was when they first came about. I think them them free and they qualified for the league, didn't they? And then uh, yeah. at the start of the league, I think they were actually bodying people for like the first uh, for like however long. Like they had a really good record in the league, but I think when it came to the events, they maybe like float, float around like top six, top eight, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was at an event um, when we were a splice. I remember, I think it was London. Um, so I think they got top eight, maybe one event. So they were they were not bad at all, and that was their first year. And obviously, like you said, they've got real now too. So. Cool. Journey was the first year of Modern Warfare, I believe. He grinded NA Challengers as a sub for a CDL team, correct? Or he was on one of the Academy teams. Yeah, it was FaZe, wasn't it? Yeah, he was on FaZe Academy, yeah. Who is this? Who's this, Ben? Journey. Journey. Oh, yeah, Journey. Yeah, Journey was, and he was frying. He was getting along with those guys. Uh, how was his English? His English was a little rough when he when he was with them, right? But he probably got a lot better now. I don't know if you guys noticed Hyde's English, but from one year to the next, I mean, his has changed dram- dramatically. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what's going on with those guys. Listen, we have uh, a lot of questions coming in for you guys from Reddit. But before we get into it, I just want to ask you guys a little bit about the event and uh, kind of how you guys feel. I mean, how did you guys feel going into it mentally uh, in the middle of the tournament? What was going through you guys' heads? And uh, how did you guys end up coming out with the dub? Um, I mean, bro, actually, I actually don't know. It was, <laughs> it was, like, a ch- it was like a chain effect, right? So, like, we, we didn't really know what to expect going into the first game. And then uh, I think we like we actually beat Florida pretty bad, like free respawn. So then we we're like, "Hold on, we're actually we're actually pretty nasty this game as well." Because like like I said, the scrims and stuff, like we, we had no idea where we actually were at. Yeah. And then uh, obviously we knew our S and D's good. Like I think that helps us a lot, uh, especially against like the the like better leagues in the team, uh, yeah. better teams in the league. So like I actually don't know. I, I don't know what happened. It was kind of just like a chain effect, like a confidence boost game after game, and then obviously we just. Uh, up in the final. Yeah, just momentum and shit. You just kind of rolling yeah. with it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's so, kind of what I figured. Go ahead, Pat. You said your your S and D was good, but how much practice did you guys get on S and D? Obviously, you guys have. You know, you guys stuck together. You were a team last year. Uh, you were solid at search last year. So, but did you get a lot of practice in S and D in this game, or is it just kind of like relying on those kind of same fundamentals and ideas that you guys had from previous years? No, I mean we we had some like we had some decent like. Uh... S and D practice. I'd say we we didn't really go like obviously in Cold Wars as the year went on. We kind of had like uh, like pretty in depth strats and stuff and certain things that we do. But on this game, we kind of just did like our defaults, float around the map, and then like in the tournament, we didn't want to like or well, further kickoff, we didn't want to like full on go deep in S and D. So we just kind of did our normal shit and then adjusted as like as the rounds went on. I guess you see bands in the chat. Look good. You see Vance, he said, he said, we're going with the flow. I don't, what, does he not want to give away anything? He doesn't want to give away any strats and shit? Listen, let's get yeah. into uh, some of these Reddit questions. Let's Ben or Pat, you got any questions you want to ask them before we get into it? There's so many questions on Reddit, so uh, I figured we just just rolled right through these. I, I have one. I actually have a couple, and, and Pat, we can kind of alternate ask them if you want. Like, there was a lot of chatter before this event. Well, okay, so first off, with you guys winning... And I'm sure you guys know this, but an EU full EU team hadn't won a LAN event in quite some time. Um, I believe the last time was when Ben Bance was on Splice and they had that really good run in IW was the last time uh, a full EU team had won a LAN. Like, in your guys' mind, with all that considered, with obviously single elimination format, like, in your guys' eyes, does this event, like, quote-unquote count? I don't know, you know. I don't know. I I'd love it to it. count. I'd love For it to sure. count, but, like, I don't know. I don't know if you can, you know. I can't. As, as a player, sure. I don't know if you can. They're, they're, no, like, no, no, no. Counts. Counts one hundred percent. If you compare like other events that happened previously, there'd be events where like some teams, the top teams, might have not been there. there there's like a, a bunch of different situations over the years where events that might not be considered the most competitive have counted. So I would say it's like 
it definitely counts. Is it as important as a major or champs? Then I would say definitely not. That's obviously. Listen, not man, the that case. shit fucking counts, Marky. That shit counts. Yeah. All right, you're playing the best of the best. Who gives a fuck if it's a single limb? Who gives a fuck what, what's, what it's about? All right, there's a prize pool. There's a tournament. You're on stage. There's fans. It's on land. What the fuck else do you want? There's people counting online events. There's people who count events from fucking 2000 Bumblefuck that nobody was even there. You know what I'm saying? So, it, 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 come on. The, the event counts. I don't know why people are talking like it doesn't count. It counts. I, know, it's just, I agree with you, Tom. It's, it's an odd one. Um, uh, I, have a, I have a question for you guys. I want to just kind of switch up a little bit. And kind of talk a little bit about last season. Um, obviously, before this one, you guys had two tough losses at the end of last season. Like, what was sort of the biggest takeaway that you guys had from how last season ended and the changes that you guys made to start the season off stronger? I think, like, the biggest thing from last season was our resilience throughout, like, all the bad losses because we had quite a few tough losses. Uh, reverse sweeps, obviously, the like, the Minnesota one being, like, the pinnacle. Um but I think we just had that sort of mentality going into this season, you know. We knew we were going to be a top team and we wanted to continue that going into this season. But, um, yeah, I'd say that we didn't really have any doubts that we would be because of those bad losses. I don't think it was ever like, oh, no, we may have crumbled now at this point or something along those lines. Uh, we've shown our resilience throughout the, the seasons. He's in the chat. This guy's a moron. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the Zinni question later. It's on, can, it's you, on the list. can you can you give me some insight on on why? Well, not not no pun intended. Uh, but give me some insight on why. Uh, you know there was so many mixed reactions on your guys' team going to this event. Like me and Tommy, were talking about it. Like how the the pro player perception was. The rumors floating around on you know how good Toronto is, and we heard really good and we heard really bad. Like it was it was so mixed. So um, why do you think that was? And and and. You know, what, what, do you think your practice was kind of the reason, or, or or what do you think? I think people just had us like, I don't know. Well, we, to be fair, we actually hadn't played a, quite a few teams. I think go before that event. I know we didn't play Optic. I know we like the whole time, like since this game came out, we never scrimmed Optic until like yesterday. Um, so there were some teams that we definitely definitely didn't play. But I think like, yeah, I think people just had high expectations from last year, and then weren't really actually counting like our practice and what they were doing to us. Maybe some teams were, because there, there was definitely some days where like it was looking slow for us, like the days where I think London, we didn't even beat a map, at, or win a map against London, sorry. And then like Boston, I'm pretty sure body does on stream one day, uh, like we only won one map. So like, that's what was kind of like in our heads in terms of like, we didn't really know where we were at, because some days we'd get on, it'd be okay. Some days we'd get on, it'd be quite bad. It was just like a bit inconsistent. But I guess when we actually got to the event and got back into it, it kind of like changed. Is that the game though, Cameron? Do you think it's the game? Because I've been hearing a lot of pro, every pro team says that. They're like, yeah, one day we get on, we fry. Next day we get on, we shit. You know, it goes back I mean, and forth. I mean, I think this game's kind of similar to like MW, right? Like on MW, it was pretty rare, to, especially like towards the end of the year. Like there wasn't really any blowouts, right? Like most games came down like 250, 200. I feel like it's the same sort of thing this game. Like I, I think it's rare that unless like you're straight up frying someone, like the game. Because the way the, the rotations work, like everyone's yeah. like holding and shit, like it's not exactly the the hardest thing to to hold. So, yeah, I think I, the game definitely doesn't help with it. But like, I mean, what can you do? Yeah, I mean, listen, I know there's a lot of problems with the game. I I definitely get that. But when you watch the game, I mean, a lot of it makes sense. You know, I mean, there's definitely spawns that are fucking fugues, and there's definitely shit that people hate. I definitely think there needs to be more maps and shit like that. But I mean, it makes sense from watching it back. Like, the spawns, you guys know where people are coming from and how to set shit up and, and do certain things. I mean, there's still a right and wrong way to play in the game, whether it's shit or, or good, right? Um, so I think that's something that a lot of these pro teams got to focus on because you know how people are, man. Game shit, they don't care. They don't try. They get smoked. They get dropped. And it's a fucking ongoing cycle. And it never fucking ends. Uh, we got some questions coming in from Reddit. Unless, Pat, Ben, any more questions before we get in? Uh, I think uh, Reddit, there's a ton a on Reddit, dude. There's a ton, but go ahead, Ben. Yeah, so I got a couple. So um, I wanted to ask a question. I'm looking to sort of like the the sort of journey here. So because um, I don't think you guys have been kind of asked this question. So I know in the off season there are a lot of rumors about was Toby staying. And for those that don't know, Toby is Kleenex, who's the aggressive um, star sub player along with Ben Vance uh, and Cami on Toronto, like, was there any doubt in your guys' mind that he wasn't? Oh, how do I phrase this better? Was there any doubt in your mind that he was going to leave, or do you think that was all just noise? It was just business stuff. Well, like, at the end of the day, the other three players were all um, signed, like, onto extensions, and Toby was a free agent. So, of course, like, there was other teams, you know, 
throwing offers his way. So it was obviously a bit of a different process to the other players, but at the end of the day, he chose to, to stay here. So mm-hmm. didn't really change too much. We were confident of that happening regardless. So we kind of knew that the team was going to be the same going into the next season. Speaking of Kleenex, I mean, how big of an issue is the tissue? You know, I'm a big, I'm a big Kleenex Pat fan myself. Pat loves Kleenex. He loves them. Um, uh, especially when I was watching you guys, and then we go into, I tweeted out, I think I said something like, uh, Sib and Pred are, are disgusting. They're just not Kleenex disgusting. And then you guys go to Berlin Hardpoint right after that tweet, and just, ab- you all fry. You all had your way. Um, but, but, but yeah, so like, kind of speak on him and his kind of role on your guys' team. Yeah, I mean, like, Toby's just obviously an all-aggressive player, and, uh, like, he allows the other players to kind of have a lot more time to think of what they're doing. He's constantly just obviously putting up high interactions, um, and he's always been that way since we first got him into the team on World Warfare, and that was, like, a big difference in our team initially when we made the, the that switch, and I think that he's been unreal at this game, I think, and he's going to continue to get better as time goes on, too. He's incredibly tatted obviously when you watch what he does on the map it's pretty mental like he doesn't look like a normal pov to watch so he obviously uses his talent to win incredible gunfights that he shouldn't really win but it is what it is it helps us win matches yeah that guy's fucking gross i think we can all agree on that he's fucking nasty we got some that 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 kleenex question was actually somewhere in his reddit i was gonna ask that but ben good question Uh, because i heard some rumors about that too but i mean at the end of the day man it's a business if he's a free agent, people are going to, you know, Ben, why you laughing, motherfucker? What's wrong with you? <laughs> why you fucking always, laughing? You, you're trying you to know? slide that word into every sentence you use. You want to Basis, yeah, basis, you know. Listen, I feel like at the, if somebody's a free agent, at the end of the day, if he's a good player, they're going to they're gonna do what they got to do to try and get him on the team. And, and any professional is going to look at everything that's on the table. That's just what you got to do as a professional, look at everything on the table. But he made a right decision sticking with you guys. I feel like you guys are one of those teams that together... You guys are, you just, you know, on another level. I feel like you guys bring out the best in each other. I really do. Um, so I look forward to watching you guys play. We got a lot of questions coming in here. So I definitely want to start these going. But two questions you ask is on here. So did you read this, Ben? You make sure it's not on no, here? No, 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 no. I, I got one more question. All right, go ahead, Ben. Uh, you, you guys have kind of a unique situation. I'd like for you guys to talk about it. You're the rare team, I think, that's doing travel between two different countries. With the current situation, like especially traveling back from events, like how difficult is it? Like dealing with the restrictions in Canada, does it have to change up your practice schedule a bit? Like, talk to us about it. Great question. Yeah, like uh, when we're obviously traveling to the states and when we're leaving, going back to Canada, we have to do tests. So, like on the Friday of the event, just there, we had to go get tested to travel back, and and then obviously we have to do that on the way there too. So yeah, I mean. On occasions, it's obviously rushing straight from practice to go to the uh, test or something like that. But most of the time, it's scheduled out where it doesn't have that much of an impact. Um, but yeah, it's not too difficult, to be honest. I think we've got used to it at this point. We've done a lot of tests. Because even when we're at the event, we're getting tested, you know? So it's, it's like five in one week sort of thing some, sometimes. So That's crazy. Five tests in one week? Man, I don't know. Yeah. What are, are they shoving that shit up your nose, Marky? Is that how they're doing it, too? I hate well, that yeah. shit. We're doing all kinds of different tests, you know, rapid they, ones, they, they PCRs, be, they be, we're doing them all. Maybe poking your brain uh, and shit. Real right, quick, Tom, before you get into the Reddit questions. No, you're good, uh, you're good. Uh, ben, you brought up the current situation. Um, and this was a big topic. Obviously, Clay made it a point. Envoy followed up. Um, regarding the kind of COVID restrictions at the event, can you kind of speak on as a player what your perspective was? Um, you know, what, what your routine looked like? Um, how much fan interaction there was? And kind of give us a... Give us a little insight on how that looked from an event perspective as a from a player. Uh, I mean, like, well, for us, like, we we didn't really, we didn't, we literally didn't really do anything apart from I think maybe we went out to get dinner once uh, before the event, and then maybe Sunday night I think we went out for dinner. Um, now, apart from that, we literally hotel room to venue to like, so we so we didn't really go out of our way to do anything else. Um, I'm not. I'm not too sure. To be fair, like we we had our masks on, we were strapped. Uh, I think we got a bit unlucky. I think some, like some people got quite unlucky. I think seeing some people obviously going to the crowd and whatnot, but be interacting with fans and then coming backstage was a bit like off-putting as a player, especially for us. Obviously, we don't want to have COVID and like I don't know what the rules are with like uh, with like if you're flying like domestic in US, dude, you have to have a test to go on a flight. I think or, so. Or can you just you no, do? No, no. Okay. Wait, do you? Uh, do well, you? I think, you, I think no. you have to take a flight when you land. 
that right no flying flying domestic you do not have to test on either side oh i thought you, you said just international have, you just, when you when you like really? checking for your flight when you're checking for your flight yeah, like no. you have to self-attest that you know you meet these criteria take uh, a pcr or something oh. now mind you like certain locales have like local regulations you're supposed to quarantine when you go to certain cities and so what you're telling like me is people are 100 percent flying with covid right now there's no doubt well, that, that was the thing for us. Like, obviously, for, for, we didn't want to get stuck in Dallas, right? So even there's probably maybe some people are sick, right? They might firm it and fly home. But, like, we couldn't do that. Like, if we had COVID, we were stuck in fucking Arlington with no setups for two weeks. So, like, that was – we were trying to be, like, extra cautious when it came to stuff like that because, obviously, that would hurt our practice. Like, we'd be stuck in a hotel for oh, yeah. however long it would be to, to get back to Toronto and – and with other teams, obviously, they like some teams stay in Dallas, some teams, you know, stay wherever. They could just kind of go back. So that was like the main thing, like on our minds. Uh, we're going to that event anyways. It, we didn't want it like messing up our like major one practice. Yeah, I mean, one or two days of practice is sucks. I can only imagine like a week or two of no practice. I feel like that's just setting you guys back a, a long shot. But let's get into this fucking Reddit, man, because there's so many questions. I feel like we're going to be here for a minute. Um, a lot of people coming in. First question involves Tony. Anthony Zinni was, was in the chat. He was saying some shit. Question for both. How did the team handle the transition of insight for methods in the Cold War season? Did a lot of work have to be put into the sh that shift? Or was it a perfect fit as soon as he was introduced into the team? Uh, Doi Gata, thank you for the question, man. Um, to be honest, it was like quite instantly a very strong move. Like We felt like we needed a bit more of a slow-paced AR and instantly it we were doing much better in practice, and I think it was apparent to us that we were going to do better. Mm-hmm. Cammy, anything you got to add, or just a vouch right there? I mean, yeah, you pretty much smashed it on the, the head right there. I feel like, with the way our team was, like, I mean, you've seen how we played towards the second half of the year. Like, it, essentially, with the way me, Toby, and Ben played, we just kind of needed, uh, like, another player to, like, slow down and just, like, like take their, take their time. A lot of people called Zin slow, and I think... Like, throughout, like, MW in the start of Cold War, bro, he was not slow, man. He picked he was up like, the pace. He picked yeah, he it did. up. he did. He was, like, he was trying to play the same speed as me. So, it was, like, when me and him were both, like, kind of not really, like, doing, like, what an AR should do, it was kind of, like, we are making us inconsistent. Like, if we weren't frying in gunfights, like, yeah. we were just losing rotations and stuff like that. So, I think having Jamie, obviously, he was just, like, that extra back line, just, like, uh, sort of, like, bailout for if uh, any, any of the three of us made mistakes. Yeah. Tony, what the fuck? You're playing too slow, now you're playing too fast? What the fuck's wrong? You got to get your pacing. You got to sort out your pacing, Tony. What's wrong with you? Uh, we got another question coming in. Top three EU players that are not in the league that you think deserve a shot. That's tough. I feel uh, like there's so cool. many... T isn't there so many EU players that should like that are pretty good? I feel like there are. Not that there's I can think some? of, but I feel like you guys know. There's a few yeah, competing I mean, in NA. Is there? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Shawnee and, and those guys for sure. There's uh, Vico as well, who plays for with, um, like, Panda and them. Oh, I've Vico. heard good things. I've heard oh, good yeah. things about that guy. I've heard really good yeah. things. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, there's a few. I'd say, like, Real, obviously, from um, the Spash team, he's, like, kind of an elite. I think he's quite a good SMG. Um, I'd say he'd be, like, one of those guaranteed in the top three. Then probably Vortex from uh like the other am team yeah i don't know what i'd add to that who who would you be man the third? we man or harry or we nah, man well, well harry's we harry's man, the london sub playing? yeah bro I, I played with uh i think with like in black ops 4 like he had a pretty good year and then just never got the chance to at least get like yeah. a sub spot on mw and i feel bad for the guy man like him and uh especially nolson i mean nolson i think he played with splice for a bit i don't think it was an ideal situation for him but i feel like uh yeah, that, like definitely Wee Man. He's been at it for years. He's still, still going for it, and I think he's just never really, he's just never been given the opportunity to actually, to get into the league. Uh, shout out to KRS for the question. Thank you guys for answering. We got another one coming in from DNA. He said question for Marky B. Which current CDL player are you a fan and like that they and like the way little Graham races, like the way they move on a map, not including Toronto players, obviously. So I mean. Who are some guys Pred, that you're a fan of? Pred, definitely. I think he's, like, you know, been a great player for the last couple of seasons in the Challengers side. But this season, he's looking, obviously, now getting his opportunity. He looks pretty good. And he's slain at the same level. And that was a real question where you'd be like, oh, maybe he's playing against, like, 
Australian um, players and obviously like the talent has a bit of a drop off there as well. Same thing in the EU. So you think, oh, maybe he's just farming those sort of guys, but yeah. obviously he's still doing the same thing. Um, and I think he plays like pretty disciplined at times too, which is obviously helpful for his team. What about you, Cam? You agree with him? You got a different answer. No, I think that's a, that's a pretty good answer. I think he, he came in, he's like showed straight away, which I think is like really important, like starting off strong, getting good confidence for yourself. And he's, uh, yeah, he's probably going to be pretty good. I'm going to be honest. And Pat, you're the one who told me this. Remember you were telling me that you felt like Pred just knows what he's doing. It looks like he's been doing this for a minute. That's got to yeah, be his confidence. No. Yeah, that was my reaction when I kind of, every time the, you know, the observer was on Pred was like, his movements just were just like, so Top tier. He, he, yeah, he knew exactly what he wanted to do on the map. It, there was no hesitation. Sorry, that's what I was looking for. There was no hesitation in his gameplay whatsoever. Um, and for a fast-paced sub, you know, you sometimes see that where uh, they have multiple opportunities and they kind of hesitate on what they want to do. But, but yeah, he looks he looks really good. And, and yeah, I think I think him being in, in the ANZ region so long and just being at the top there was just kind of like it, it was a crazy confidence booster. And then he came here with that same confidence and – yeah, he's got the gunny to back it up. So, yeah. so yeah, the word the like word I like to use is decisive. He's decisive on the map. That's what you know what I'm saying. That's that's the word I like to use. It's my word of the day. Okay. You were decisive as well, Tom. I appreciate that, Pat. Back in the day, you know, I used to do my, you know, I used to do what I could do. You know, some flanks here or there. Hence the shoulder flank. Uh, we got some more questions coming in. This is actually a really good question. Uh, sorry that I have to bring this up, guys. You, if you guys already know where I'm going with this, I apologize <laughs> in advance. <laughs> But I did see the colleague also tweet something out, which so I don't know what that was all about. The colleague tweet, I don't know what's going on there. You guys, yeah, you guys are catching strays for that, for sure. But uh, somebody said, I really want to know the mindset of the guys after the MN reverse sweep, uh, Minnesota Rocket reverse sweep, and losing to FaZe at Champs. Must have been some dark times for the guys. How did they work past that, given that so many teams would have blown up if that happened to them? Which is true. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, teams with bad losses don't handle it very well. So... No, nah, I think the worst one, to be fair, was probably Champs. Like, because obviously, like, the Minnesota one was bad, right? But, like, Champs was, like, that's Champs, last event. Like, we came that close. Like, so many small things, like, changed it. But the Minnesota one, like, obviously, after the loss, you're obviously, like, what what just happened? Like, you're probably more just mind-blown and, like, more than devastated. And then, the, like, the devastated stage hits you. And then you just got to laugh it off at that point, honestly. Like, you can't really... Like, what's done is done. You can't go back in the past. You can't change it. Like, right. So that kind of just, like, it, to be fair, it helped us for champs as well. Because I think, like, if you actually look at the maps in that reverse sweep, uh, I think three of them were S&Ds. Um, one was a control, one was a hard point. And I think, like, we lost, for obviously, them three S&D straight, which we weren't used to losing. And then it helped us, like, kind of figure out what we needed to sort going into champs. But obviously, it would have been nice to win, you know? Yeah, I mean, 100%. If it makes you guys feel any better... Uh, you guys are not the only ones to go through some heartbreaking losses like that. I mean, Pat, you've been doing this for a long time. What about you? What are, what are some losses that you can remember that just fucking stung? Because mine, for sure, is World War II champs, without a doubt. That one hit hit me bad. Because I thought we should have been... We should have took down TK. We should have won that shit. But go ahead, Pat. Even though you won it. Fuck you, Pat. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, we were actually scared to play. Not scared. Scared is the wrong term. We were... Uh... We were really hoping TK beat you guys because we matched up way better versus TK than we did you guys, uh, just the way you played. But um, but yeah, I'm not sure, man. Um, I mean, I've definitely been a part of some losses that I've, you know, PAX is one that comes to mind. Um, but those are, I don't really know how many like comeback losses, um, off the top of my head. But yeah, um, there's definitely been been some cases that, and yeah, those losses stuck. They suck. They sting. They sting more than. Um, you know, more than a normal loss would, but because you just you better, feel like you're the better team, yeah, they make you better yeah. for sure. After after you get past that like phase window, I think what you guys talked about, like after you get past that like what the hell just happened, uh, kind of mentality, and you actually look into it, and you're like, you really kind of get out some kinks that you might have not known about prior. Uh, and I think I think it did in your guys' case help you guys last year. I mean, from that that loss to Minnesota and then going into champs, um, because you guys look nasty, but but yeah, the losses are fun like that. 
No way. You know who's been through a lot of losses? Ben Genesim. This guy in FIFA can't touch me, bro. <laughs> can't touch me. FIFA, right, forget about it. Daggers right now. Listen, I I used to watch this guy in in Columbus in the apartments. We were before the show. I was talking to Mark and Cam. You guys, I don't know if you guys were in here because a lot of people joined up since then. But we were talking about the Columbus, Ohio apartments and how much of a good time we had down over there. And Ben, you used to get slapped around like no other. <laughs> You know what I'm but, saying? But, Mark, Mark, I had this guy. This guy was kicking water bottles. He was throwing shit in the apartment. He was throwing shit. <laughs> oh, I said, no. I said, ben, I said, Ben, come oh, back. No. It's only 7 nothing. You can bring it back. You can bring it back, Ben. <laughs> you know, Ben? All, all I'll say is the win-loss record is not as one-sided as Tom's making it say. And that is... Wait, but Ben, you're a water bottle, a water bottle slinger, bro. Oh, he he was slinging him, bro. I'll come through it, man. He actually was, but Ben's a fucking go. Ben, nah, but Ben, we we both got way better at FIFA from that time, just like because we were grinding it every day. I think it was making me a better cop player, honestly. So uh, we got another one coming in. I mean, that was that was literally my MVP season, wasn't it, Ben? That was the MVP World War II season where we're grinding FIFA, which is crazy. Um, good times, did you ever man. play? Uh, did you ever play Adam Assault in FIFA? Cause I, when I team with him, he always talked crazy like he was really. He's good as fuck at that at shit. FIFA. But I don't know if he was actually good. Like I don't know who he played against. He might have just been playing. Yeah, you know how people talk, you know? Pat. You know how they talk. Everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Everybody's good. Yeah, until they play me. No, I'm just kidding. But Reese, I heard <laughs> is the best. I heard Raid is like the. I heard he's good as fuck. And Trey, I heard Zero's good as fuck. I could, I could be wrong. No, Trey is good as fuck. I played Trey. This guy was doing, it was flipping a ball over my head. I, I got destroyed by Trey. Yeah, Wee Man's Trey. also pretty good too, right? Cam? Yeah. Yeah, Wee Man, Trey, like, Raid, I think are like the, yeah, the top three. Probably, yeah, the oh, best he trained them? He went through Wee Man training? <laughs> yeah, he did 100%. Oh, I gotta go 100%. through Wee Man training. Oh, yeah. All right, but let's 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 move past FIFA because we got some more questions. I don't want to keep you guys too long. You guys had a long day of scrims probably, right? You guys been practicing all day. How did that go today? You guys played today? Yeah. Uh, wait, who did we play first? Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, it went pretty. I think we were in Minnesota and Optic. It was a pretty, pretty productive day. Nice. That's Are all you guys that matters. Doing two, two scrims a day. Is that kind of what's the standard right now? Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe a third. Yeah, you here and there. Respawns. Third yeah. with S and D usually like. Oh, you're playing S and D now in, in yeah, like yeah, a daily scrim. Yeah. Oh, okay, good, cool. Usually, if we're doing a third set S and D. That's kind of oh, third. Okay, got oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't even know people were playing S and D like that. Or maybe it's just. Or is it just you guys doing that, or is a lot? Of, is everybody no, no, doing no, that? Teams are playing S and D like oh, okay. on, on. Yeah, yeah. Especially I think the teams that got got pissed on in search at the event are probably like, "Yo, we need S and D practice every day." Oh, definitely, a hundred percent. There's definitely teams that went into that kickoff that probably barely played any any search at all. You know there is. That's usually how yeah, it goes. Or like, or like played one and thought they were really good and got like. <laughs> yeah, they won one map in online and they thought they were good to go. Which to be fair, there isn't many maps. I think the one of the main issues we were having, or or at least I was telling Pat, because I know on the last flank a lot of people were saying we need to analyze more and do this and do that. And I definitely hear people on, on certain things. I watched it back and I definitely agree with them. It's just hard to analyze when you're watching the same maps over and over and over again. You know, especially control. There's not much different things happening on like map by map. Like one series, the same shit's gonna happen pretty much the next series just because it's Currently, in its setup, it's it's so standard. I and think like we you, said, it's just so mixy. Of... It, it's so mixy that you have to go back and find those key points or write them down when you're watching because it just happens so fast. You know, there's always so many key moments that happen, but it's just hard to remember that. So I think next show, Pat, or next, next, uh, whatever, when the season starts, I'll definitely be jotting some stuff down just so we don't lose track of what the fuck's actually going on because Vanguard is, dude, that, this game's it's cracked. Like... And you gotta think, you gotta think. Our, our executive producer just, you know, disappeared. Yeah, I don't know. Our executive stuff. producer didn't show up. I had to produce the event. That's, that's what I'm saying. He so, told me you know, he had man. to work ex overtime, Pat. That's what he told me. He had to work overtime, this guy. I don't know. I, saw, ben, I, I heard I heard about Ben at the bars in Arlington. So no way, Ben. Is this true? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's a hardworking man, but sometimes he likes to have his fun. You know, Ben didn't seem he's fucking crazy, this guy. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have Ben on for a lot of people love you, Ben. They all missed you. You know, everybody's in the comments saying, We need Ben. We need Ben. They, they love you, bro. And you turn your fucking cam off. Disrespectful to Marky being Cammy. What's wrong with you? Does Toronto feel like they're still the underdogs, even though they're a top team to beat at the moment? Do you guys still feel like you're underdogs? Uh. No way you guys still feel like nah, you're underdogs. No, nah, not really. I, I like I like that feeling. That's a good feeling. Because then it's more satisfying every time you like 
win every game. You yeah. know what I mean? But, yeah. Does, does it make sense that I think you guys are a top four team, but also a dark horse? Like every time I think about you guys, I'm like, they're gonna get top four, but they're also a dark horse. Like, uh, like I, I feel like you guys could just win an event, any, any you know, any event that you play. But you're also, uh, I mean, you're you're very consistent. But I feel like you just have that dark horse kind of capability that you know the teams that usually aren't considered top four teams have. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it's because of like some of some of the other NA teams are obviously like really stacked and and might look a bit like better on paper talent wise, but like. No, I don't know. I actually don't know, to be well, fair. I think more household names, you know? Yeah, yeah that's what I was about to say. That, just know? household I names and brands. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a lot of big people have been doing it for a long time, got a lot of fans. I mean, you guys are fairly new in terms of, like, a powerhouse name and just kind of making a name for you guys, for yourselves. I mean, now I feel like you guys are at that point where, like, you didn't know at least for me, every every time you guys are playing, I'm I'm I can see you guys going all the way every single tournament. It, does, it doesn't matter what tournament. But I didn't initially think that. I remember last year, Marky. Remember I was cooking you guys' comms last year in the beginning of the, in the year. <laughs> they were you guys horrible. were talking. They were I said, "The fuck are they doing? They're not even talking." And then two weeks later, you guys were were still comming the same way and smoking everybody. I said, "What the fuck?" Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. I gotta actually yeah, talk about this. Those were worse then. We worse like two weeks prior. Yeah, I remember no, that. So something I said, uh, it was during a listening from this weekend. I was like, yo, these guys' comms are so good, they sound American. Like, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. The way your guys' comms were, like, they just sounded so concise and good, and you guys had really good small talk. Uh, it, it wasn't like there was, like, a language, not a language barrier, but, uh, you know, an accent barrier. It was just it, it, you guys sounded like you, you know, just as I would anticipate hearing, like, a normal American team. You guys practice You guys practice yeah. that, huh? Like fucking making sure you're calming the right way. Like I'm, I'm sure you guys talk about it a lot. Lamar used to fucking rip me to shreds about calming. You know, he was like communication was just such a big thing. And honestly, I feel like it's one of the most important parts of the game. Like you have to be calming. Um, how do you guys practice that stuff? There's definitely a big focus on making sure we keep the comms calm. Like whenever they're getting too hectic and you know getting a bit crazy, that's when we like calm it down. I think it's just that really is just us getting used to that and practicing. That's kind of how we always communicate. Yeah. I'd say, like, there is a bit more energy that comes when we're in matches, obviously. It's not the exact same, like, match to scrim, but yeah. um, it's obviously still very similar. I like is, that, though. You yeah, up the energy for, sure. for matches, you know? Up it a little bit yeah. when you get into the matches. It's a different well, feeling. Well, not, you know, not too much. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. You start ego, then you start ego challenging people, you know? Get, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, I just, I, it's just funny, too, because whenever I think about, like, just the old days, like, Pat, I could, I just remember you just screaming, just popping pieces, running at people. Like, people just used to scream and just do whatever. The tutu train, remember fucking Killer? Just going, fucking go, woo, for fucking listen, listen, bro. 45 listen, bro. seconds. When you're shitting on people, bro, you can just say whatever you want, bro. Like, yeah. that's kind of just when you when, like, like for example, that Berlin. Like, you guys could have literally started saying whatever you wanted to say because you guys were just individually winning every single gunfight. True. Um, speaking about Berlin, though, is that your guys' best hard point? And I'm, I'm just. Whoa, hey, to, like, easy, Pat, easy, bro. Well, I mean, obviously, we all, you know, from <laughs> watching it, it looks like you're. But is that, you know, do you guys feel it's one of your top hard points? I should say. I don't know. Don't know, you know, there's there's very few maps, you know what I mean? So the video's like fucking Yeah, dude. You know, and one map you got a chance of you know, one of the other ones being our good ones, but like I don't actually know. But we no, it I, might be. On like, paper, was that just like a was is. that just a one off map that you guys were just frying on or is I think so. Of... I mean there was there was no other results like that, you know, like yeah. like map like score anyway. So I think that was just kinda like a one off, like maybe they lost full after the, the map or the third map and then we just we were on a roll. No, we got to play the perfectly though, like for sure. Like it was like exactly how we like sort of try and play in practice. Yeah, you know what I mean, no. it never works out that way though in the games, like ever. But we have uh, three questions here from from Arrow, and I I like all three of these questions. I thumbed this up early today. One of them is just how do you like living in Toronto? What's your favorite restaurant so far? Because I, dude, Toronto's a fucking vibe. That's an incredible city to be in. How you, how you guys liking it over there? And, and you guys got a good restaurant? Any recommendations for anybody that's ever in the area? Uh, no. Nah. Well, I mean, yeah, you know what it was? Nah, it was Zin. Zin would, uh, he'd be making all the shouts on like what places he was. we'd of go. Of course there, he was. Right? He loves his food. He right? does. So we were off to, well, a good recommendation. You can ask Zin here. You'll say Casamoto. That's what you'll say. You got, uh, what, what else ones we got? SDK Steakhouse, a big fan of that one. And then uh trying to think of like a good Italian place or something, you know? So oh, so we went there was in two. There it is. We went what there is it was so in so? 
Soto, Soto, Soto. Oh, Soto, Soto. So, so I don't know how you say it, but I'm pretty sure that's how you. Uh, Interesting. That's how you say it. Okay. But no, it's good. It's it's been pretty like. To be fair, the lockdown rules here are a lot more strict than like uh, I'd say places in the U.S. So. Yeah. I mean that's been kind of annoying, but that's fair enough, you know. Uh, yeah. You this can't this say this past like last month, ever, ever since like, I came here on the third, and I think it locked down on the fifth, and I think it opens up on the thirty first again. So. Like gyms and stuff, everything's been closed for for pretty much this full month. And uh, but for like the majority of last year, it was it was it was open and it was it was good fun. Yeah, yeah. I hope and this uh, summer is good. Yeah, the summers in Toronto is is probably a vibe, oh, vibe. right? I feel like yeah, Toronto, 100%. I feel like Toronto's like definitely a place to be when the weather's warm for sure. I've been to Toronto a couple of times and I loved it over there. Just it's just something about it. It's almost like uh, it's just very clean. Like I can't explain it. It's just like I'm from I'm I'm like walking through the streets in New York City or Jersey. It's just like I'm in Toronto. I'm like dude, it's clean. Like it, it keeps it nice and spiffy over here. And now now you're in LA. Yeah, now I'm in like LA. Which is, they, 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 there's garbage all over the place and shit. I'm in the middle of Hollywood, so like it's it's a mess over here right now in Hollywood. Um, you know it is what it is. But at least the weather's nice. That's all that really matters. Uh, what when scrimming? You set goals for each scrim and specific areas to work on. So you guys, do you guys talk prior going into a practice or going into a scrim about certain things that you guys want to focus on today? Yeah, yeah that, but, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, go into like different maps. So obviously, we'll be talking about certain things we want to focus on, uh, areas we need to improve on, and sort of how we're gonna do that, uh, and sort of game plan that way. So yeah. yeah, we do, we do all that shit. And then the last, you guys. Go ahead, Pat. Go ahead. What I was just gonna say, do you guys, when you hop on, do you have like a, do you guys talk before you play, like VOD stuff before? Kind of some teams do it before, some after. Uh, like, what's a day to day look like for you guys in like a a, a schedule summary? Say like there's a little bit of probably like fifteen twenty minutes before uh, talking about stuff, and a lot of our VODs usually done afterwards. Um, like, and then we sort of remind ourselves that. Like the next day, going into the next practice, we talk about the things we've talked about the day before, and then we sort of do it that way. Because I feel like when you do it before practice, sometimes it's kind of like a bit too much information going in, and a lot of the time it's just sitting there, you know, going over the same things. And then when it comes to the match, the the situation you're talking about doesn't occur. So it's like it's more so just us talking about it afterwards has been what we've been doing. Gotcha. Cool. We got a couple more questions here, and then we can end it, because now that I'm scrolling, some of these are getting pretty trolly. Who's the smelliest on the team? This, and I'm like, hey, what the fuck is going on over Not uh, me. <laughs> not you, you said? You said not you? <laughs> yeah, no, I smell, I smell amazing, mate, all the time. The, the next question is, who's the sm who has the smelliest chair on the team? Who's, whose chair smells the worst <laughs> over there? Who's grinding the most, I, I guess would say? Who, who's playing the most over there at the Toronto Ultra? Who's putting in the most time? Or do you guys pretty much just play every day, all day together? You know, every time you guys are playing, you just do it I'd, I'd say Toby plays the most, you know. Yeah, like, Toby, Toby, for Toby sure. probably plays the most. Yeah, um, yeah Toby's chair is stinking. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Toby. All right, listen, we got a, we got a couple more questions, and then we'll, we'll let you guys go. What do you like about content days, and how are you guys approaching content this year? Um, cause I know you Toronto was always focused on, on, on content. I feel like they, they always release good content. I'm always watching you guys' videos and stuff. I feel like they're very well made. And plus you guys have a dope ass just fucking facility and stuff like that. Like seeing all that is just really cool. But yeah, any, what, what about the content? How's the content this year? You guys enjoy content? Don't enjoy it? What's going on over there? I feel like uh, wait, I listen, mean, when no, you're listen, 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 when you're competing, I know content's not like on your mind, right? I mean, look yeah. at me. I, when I was competing, I did content, but it wasn't priority to me. It just wasn't. And then as soon as that stopped, I've just been grinding content every day. I mean, it's it's what I do now. It's it's my job, right? It's when so, you're competing, content feels like work. Yeah, it does. It's just it's, it, that extra time when you're so mentally drained, right, from just practicing or doing whatever you were doing. And like, it, it's hard. It really is hard because you you also need to make time for other things, right? So it's hard to balance both. But um, go ahead, I'll let you guys answer the question. No, nah, I mean, like, like you're saying, like when when you're a competitor, right? Like, you just you make all you want to do is get on. You want to scrim. You want to play. And you just want to get better. And like that's like the main thing. And I think. Yeah. Like obviously, like actually, when like the thought of doing content, sometimes I'm like, oh, 100%. can't be honest, man. You know yeah. what I mean? But then when you actually get to it, you start getting into it. You start having a bit of a laugh. You know, you get mm -hmm. on with it, and and the day goes by. Yeah. 
Well, I think some content pieces are better than others too. I mean, there's been there's been content pieces that were brought to the table on me, and I was like, I can't do this. This is not me. You know, this this script is not gonna work. And then they're like, okay, we'll do your own little twist on it, have some fun, and it'll, it'll be like the best content day ever. You never really know what's gonna happen. So you know, sometimes uh, when I was playing Kimmy, you were like, yeah, I, it's a content day, and you're like rolling your eyes. I 100 percent, I, yeah. I feel you on that, especially if you were grinding the night before, or you just have a lot of shit to do, or a lot on your mind. Content's the last place you want to be. Um, what last question we'll do was the plan to always run it back? Actually, no, we answered this one. This was the one Ben asked. Uh, question from Mark: What were the main things you looked for in a player when you formed the initial ten-man ultra roster? Which, dude, I completely forgot that you guys had a roster with ten fucking guys on it. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, like we were just getting everyone on there. To be honest, we had we had enough room for everyone on there for the CDL. <laughs> so we were just getting a bit, we were just pretty much getting like. You know, all kinds of different players with all kinds of different strengths, with yeah. all kinds of different personalities as well, which did not work, obviously, when you have, like, 10 people that all think differently. So, um, I mean, it, it was a bit of a disaster. Um, but, was it really, so though? We, no, obviously, we ended up, like, know. you know, having a bunch of good players in the mix there, which made it work out in the end, but... Realistically, when there was 10 of us there, and we didn't actually have it so that they could play in challengers... It was obviously pretty horrible being part of like the sort of the B team when you're actually not competing for anything. You're just kind of like fighting to hopefully get a spot on the starting roster. So yeah, I mean it was a bit of a disaster. But and I don't think that was your guys' fault from like a an org or team perspective because that was on the league structure that hadn't really worked out. You know what what works best for having an academy team and stuff like that. So yeah, um, that, would, I I mean, that was just like an uh, weird were, downside. Four of us were. Uh... Four of us from the B team at the start were starting at the end of the year. So, like, realistically, I mean, I wouldn't be in the league if I didn't get that opportunity. Like, that was the only thing I had going into going into that game. So, I think that was a bit of a, a blessing that they did do that, to be fair. Yeah. We also got uh, we could one more question for you, Cammy. Somebody just said, how do you handle not getting complacent like some other pros? Uh, I mean, complacency is a weird thing, but I'll let you answer. Um, I think... Uh... I don't, I don't know, to be fair. You just can't... I don't know how that works. You just can't, can't, yeah, can't let it slide. I, like, I feel like it's I mean, a passion I, thing. You just love the yeah, game, you know? I think... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some gas to the coaches. I think Mark and, uh, Mark and Ryan, they do a good job of making sure that even like when it comes to scrims, like they'll they'll bring up little things that every player knows. Like We'll know like we shouldn't have really done it, but they'll be like, yo, you can't do that. Like Not making sure you form any like bad tendencies and just little things like that that can, can add up to it, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um... Go ahead, I have a Pat. question. Um, so, so obviously, before the event, there was that whole smoke sniper drama. Um, you know, what is your guys' take on that beforehand? What's your guys' take on after the event? And uh, kind of your overall thoughts on it. Oh well, I mean, they're good to they're good to have in, right? But like the smoke thing, I don't know if you well. Well, the no, drastic thing, I right? Saw, yeah, yeah, I like saw. like bro. We before we walked on stage, we were like, listen, anyone gets one weed, fucking. GA's getting broke here, like, and then obviously it comes to last map, the very first round, for a one v two as well, and he just dropped like as soon as he dropped the smoke on his in on his feet when Toby was about to get the trade, I just knew he's gonna lose it, like, and heads are gonna be gone. But like, I don't know, that's like the only annoying thing to me. Like, I do wish stuff like that's in because it can add to like a little bit more to S and D. Like, I feel like Cold War, like, it's pretty basic, pretty straightforward. Um, and obviously, like having smokes and snipers, you can. It just changes the way the map plays. Like if you if a sniper's frying, like it completely changes the way the other team's playing and stuff like that, which is good to have in. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it'll stay in or or what's gonna go on with all that stuff. Well, they need to fix the smokes. Yeah, they, that would. Help. You know what I'm saying? I mean, listen. I see a lot of pros going at it. Pros are attacking each other and coming at each other, this and that. And listen, I, I definitely agreed that if you guys agreed on not doing something before a match started and somebody did something, I 100% could see why there's frustrations and, you know, people were, you know, ranting about that. But the game needs to get fixed. At the end of the day, we could say well, the players could do whatever they want to try and get the game as competitive as possible. But we need the guys up top to, to help us out here. Because you know how it is, man. It's The pros shouldn't be put in a situation where they have to be making the rule set and doing shit like this. I mean, that's just fucking ridiculous at this point, right? So I, I think at the end of the day, they got to fix the fucking game. Um, and we'll leave it at that. Pat, Ben, you got any questions before before we uh, go into the Ben putt and close this one out? 
I guess my last question is, uh, you guys know your major one schedule. Um, how do you guys feel about that? What's your kind of opinions going into it? And how do you feel overall for major one? Yeah, I think that we're obviously very confident. Our first match against Seattle, so straight rematch against the team we played in the final. And then we're playing, obviously, uh, LAT in Florida as well at some point. So, like, we're playing a bunch of teams we've already played, so it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. And, obviously, we're going to be focused on scrims the next week and a half, so we've just got back into practice yesterday, so we've got to uh, focus up and, obviously, not let the foot get off the gas. You got to keep that gas pedal down, Mark. That's what my pops is always I'm saying. Sure. Smoking a cigarette up front. Got to keep that gas pedal down. You got to keep it going, You know man. what I'm saying? He fucking... Fill down. Yeah, you got to keep Fill it fucking lad. down. You know what I'm talking about? But listen, <laughs> hey. Dude, Marky, Cammy, thank you guys so much for coming on, man. I fucking love you guys. You guys are the fucking goats. I appreciate it. I uh, Congrats again on, on, the, on the win. I count this shit. I saw half the chat saying it doesn't count. They wrong. It counts in my book. All right, so I, I appreciate you guys coming on. Best of luck to you guys moving forward. I wish you nothing but the best, but before you guys go, we can't have you guys go anywhere until Ben Janaseem sinks this fucking pot. That's what I'm talking about. And Ben, we got special guests today, so we need you to sink this. All right? Yeah, we're yeah. Scottish, mate, and, you know, the home of golf, so you better be, you know... Oh, <laughs> shit. See, here's the issue is... I just Extra pressure golf. here. I just want a <laughs> golf trip. And Rambo Ray had me change up my entire putting routine. So oh, let's no on. way. He gave he's you excuses. A, yeah, he's already oh, yeah. starting. He's already well, starting well, here. Let's, let's, see, let's see if I can make this. Stand by. Oh, no. Stand by. He's what are we at an event? <laughs> he's a helicopter. He says, stand by. We can't, uh, uh, we can't see your, your form, Ben. Look at this guy. He's still got the, those slippers must smell like shit. <laughs> those slippers, <laughs> man. He be wearing those slippers every day. Okay, okay, lining it up, stepping up on a green. Let's see if Rambo Ray can teach this guy right. Ben didn't seem slippy's on. Goal! It goes wide. He misses the ball. You gotta be kidding me, Ben, with the special guest here. You kidding me? Oh, he's, yo, he went right back for it. Look, he went right back. There you go. He had to go back and sink it for the one time. That's what I'm talking about, Ben Janice team. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get a... Well, it was a land because he missed the first one. But then if you guys want to show him some love. Ben, what happened, bro? What happened? The wind? Was it the wind? Uh, I, I pulled it a little bit, but it's all good. Yeah, what are you going to do, Ben? Hey, Ben, thank you for joining us today, too. I know you, you're producer, Ben, now. Uh, but we love having you on the show. Everybody loves having you here. So we, we appreciate it. Shout out to all you guys, man. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Go to anchor.fm slash the flank to check out all the audio sites that we're on. Uh, make sure to go follow The Flank on Twitter, at The Flank. Gage doing a phenomenal job over there. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll see you guys in another episode. We're going to do a power ranking, right, Ben? Before, uh, and Pat, we're going to do a power ranking before the, uh, the season starts. We should probably do a power, a little power ranking. Yeah, I think um, we'll, we'll do it next week. Also, preview the schedule. I just took a look at the schedule, and there's some bangers next week, so. Yeah, there's going to be some uh, bangers. And that power awesome. ranking, man, I'm going to be honest, it's going to be hard as fuck. Like, dude, the, the competition is insane, so that'll be a already good got episode. My, already got my 12 down. Well, I was, oh, I was, shit. Okay. I was talking with Ann about it at the airport, and uh, it, I'm curious to see where you guys rank. We'll just say that. Yeah, listen, I haven't made mine yet, so I got to sit down and think about it. What, what are we making all set? We're all making a separate one? Is that what we're doing? I, I'm not I'm not making one. You guys can. Wait, I think that's the best thing to do. Yeah. Wait, no, 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 Ben. You should make one. We won't no, talk I about it. I, I no, can't no, no. make one. Why? Can't? Why can't you make one? What are you talking I about? Have to be, I, have to, I have to be impartial. What are you talking about? Impartial. Dude, you can be impartial. What are you talking about? It's I mean, like making I mean, a bracket. Like, guy, right, listen, I mean, Ben's gonna make one. We'll see you guys on the next one. Take care, brush your hair, have a good day. Later, guys.